The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So I think um, many of you know that one of the important areas of practice in Buddhism has to do around the idea of self and agency and what and I think it's healthy and appropriate <clears throat> to have some idea of personal agency and a sense of self and have a sense of one's wishes and aspirations and tensions for one's life and desire to take care of oneself. Um, however, uh, it's all too easy to have an idea of who we are, to operate from that idea that limits us that's actually less than who we are rather than... And uh, so uh, basically most times when we have some idea of who we are, it's probably less than the full picture. And so it might seem that when we do practice sometimes that we're asked to put aside our self or our self-concerns or take care of ourselves from the usual place of being kind of directive and I'm in charge and I'm going to do this and it's all about me. And to give that up might seem like a, a, a lessening of ourselves, a diminishing of ourselves and the sense of agency and power are taken away from us and you know we want to be in charge. And um, I think that uh, the aspects of practice where we practice acceptance, allowing, opening up, being willing to be influenced by by what's going on is not meant to be diminish us and say we don't count but to allow us to uh, be more whole to be more full take in more of what's going on so more of us can operate more of us can respond to the world rather than the limited idea of who we, we have or who we are so to get to that sometimes there has to be a willingness to temporarily maybe suspend um, the usual, some of the, some of the usual ways in which we are measuring what's happening or uh, uh, feel like we're in charge of what's happening or making things happen or fixing things or uh, being the, being, you know, or the one who we needs to benefit from all this and do all this. And so this idea that uh, part of practice is to allow yourself to be affected by things, allow yourself to be influenced by things it's not meant to be like now you're going to be a pushover for everything and you, you, you don't count. But it's a, a way of opening up so that more of you can come in and be part of the picture. You can actually more whole that way. Because when you don't do that, uh, chances are that you're operating from this more limited sense of self that, is, that, uh, that actually that's what diminishes you. And to be more enhanced or bigger is, is to make space and room for more to be there, more to operate. So the idea of allowing or uh, yourself to be inf- to be affected by your breathing is part of this process of you know opening up to a bigger aspect of who we are, a bigger part of what's happening. Uh, we have more intelligence and more um, capacity for healing and reconciliation and spiritual growth than most of us realize. And, um, and often we don't avail ourselves of it because we're operating from the usual small self, the idea that that's you know, up to me and I have to do this. And, and then we're measuring the impact it has on us through a particular lens about what we think is important. And, um, but to be willing to suspend some of your usual ideas, to be open to some possibility of something completely new happening, something you never could have imagined, um, let alone measure or, or you know where you're at with it, uh, I think it's a great way of allowing a bigger part of who we are to begin coming forth and to operate and support us. And it begin, can begin with uh, the simple act of breathing and allowing ourselves to be affected by the breathing, to be influenced by it, to, for it to do something on us, rather than us being in charge of the breath and I'm, by God, I'm going to you know, get concentrated and focus on the breath. And if I do this, then I'll get concentrated and I'll be peaceful and I'll get, you know, <laughs> I'll be happier ever after. Um, 
but you know, not to know what's going to happen, but to be willing to, to trust it, trust the process of opening up to something like just the breathing fully and let that come over you and wash over you and open you up in different ways. So um, with that as an introduction, let's do another sitting. And as you sit here, you might uh, sit a little bit straighter maybe than you normally would. Not so so it's a strain. You You can just be a little bit more than usual. But for some people, there's a way of sitting strong and established and really being here like you count and sitting upright, which does provide a sense of strength or confidence that makes it easier to let go of self-concern. It's the usual self that wants to be in charge. And then gently closing your eyes. And then in a simple way, see if you can feel within you some modicum of confidence, that you're confident in just being here, sitting here, or some modicum of personal strength or value here, now. same way that you can become a companion for your breathing, you can be a companion for your body. And before we go into breathing more, take a few moments here to become a companion to your body, your physical experience. Let your attention roam around your body and feel how it is. perhaps with an inner friendliness to what is happening within your body now. And is is there some simple way that you can be receptive with your whole body, almost maybe as if you're willing to let the body influence you or allow the body to have an influence on itself by having greater awareness of what is here. to have a bit more 
sense of allowing to be influenced, to be affected, to be open to it, is to soften or relax the thinking muscle. To soften, relax in your mind, your brain. And then within the body, as part of the bodily experience, becoming aware of breathing. Becoming aware of the body breathing. And to be a companion to your breathing is to get to know your breathing better. The way we breathe changes over time. The speed of the inhalations and exhalations How deeply or shallowly we breathe changes. What parts of our body tends to move more sometimes and less at other times as we breathe? What aspect of the experience of breathing that we pay attention to, that we naturally pay attention to, can change over time. Sometimes it can be the belly moving, sometimes the chest, sometimes sensations in the nostrils. So becoming familiar to what is the breathing experience like for you now?
And as you're breathing, mindful of your breathing, become also aware of any of the places in your body where there might be tension or holding or discomfort. Any parts of your body where breathing is a little bit difficult There's nothing you need to do about that or try to fix you don't don't try to fix it. But for the time being, be a companion for that. Allow for it to be that way. And, and let it come into awareness. Being content with the value of simply being aware of how it is.
And then again, <clears throat> see if you can become aware of any places in your body where there might be tension or holding. Any place you might be bracing yourself or resisting. A feeling of tightness or pressure. And then as you breathe in and out, See if you can gently soften or relax the places of holding or tension. It might be easier to do it on the exhale, or it might be easier to do it on the inhale, whichever it is nice for you. A sense of letting go or releasing in the body. And as whatever way you relax your body, soften, See if that can come along with a sense of greater receptivity, allowing, opening. And if there's nowhere that you can relax physically, it's, it's enough just to see if you can have a little greater sense of receptive allowing, allowing receptivity in your body. As if you open your body up to be more receptive as you breathe in and as you breathe out. There might be very small muscles in your body that can be softened a little bit. Maybe in the hands. In the arms. Maybe in the legs or the thighs. deep down in the belly. Maybe in the face. As you breathe in and breathe out, see if you can allow for greater relaxation. Allow 
for receptivity, openness to experience through your body. The rhythm of breathing in and breathing out can be a little bit like a massage from the inside. And see if you can allow yourself to be influenced by that massage, by the movements of the body, in such a way that you begin to relax or soften. Allowing yourself to be influenced by the breathing. Allowing yourself to be influenced or affected by relaxation. Letting the thinking mind become quieter, stiller, so you can be more receptive to the physical immediacy of experience.
letting go of your thoughts so you can better be a companion for your breathing. So the better you can allow the massage of breathing have an effect on you. And in the last couple of minutes of this sitting, I'll ask a couple of questions for you to consider. In what way does relaxing the body support you to be more allowing, more receptive to your experience? What way is being receptive to your experience? What way does being receptive to your experience help you to relax? And then to end this sitting, take a couple of deep breaths, feeling your body and your place in the room. And when you're ready, you can open your eyes. As those of you who've been through this year of the series on breathing know, the <clears throat> instructions that Buddha gave for beginning the 16 steps of mindfulness of breathing is to first familiarize yourself with the breathing, then to feel what's uh, something that's called the bodily formations, which is, uh, I think, the primary bodily formations is the tension that you have, the holding you have in your body. And then um, 
and then to relax it all along while breathing, being aware of breathing. So being with the rhythm, being with the flow of breathing in, breathing out. And then that's kind of like the center of attention. But then the peripheral attention takes in the idea that we're the, the places that we're holding or tense. And we don't automatically try to do something about it. First, we familiarize ourselves with it, allow it to be there. But at some point when you're ready, we relax it. The English translations usually say tranquilize it. Um, but I don't know if, if I told you, you know, we're going to tranquilize you today. I don't know if that goes over too well. So to uh, relax. Um, so uh, do any of you have any um, answers to those two questions? How does relaxation help you to be more, have more of an allowing awareness? And how does having a receptive or allowing awareness support relaxation? This is Dawn. Um, I got an image in answer to the first question, which was of a dry sponge moistening and loosening up to where the surface area actually became bigger. Mm, nice. And the pores became bigger. And that allowed more presence for the breath and everything oh, else. Oh, nice. So normally we're dried up sponges. <laughs> 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 and then as we practice, we get filled with moisture and we grow and there's more, we're bigger and more mm-hmm. porous. That's more a expensive. lovely image. Bigger holes for everything to come in. A lovely image. And the... Um, and you know, as in fact, the, the Buddha used a lot of water images for the deepening of practice. So filled with water and moisture. And we're getting good and wet. I'm Trudy, and I was noticing a pain, and then as I relaxed, I, I, what, I, what happened was I let go of the resistance to the pain. And then, just being there, the pain went away. That was very nice. Very nice, good. <laughs> so, uh, kind of a two-step process. First, just noticing the pain and the resistance. Mm-hmm. And as you notice the resistance, it went away. Did you make it go away, or did, did you help relax it? Just, just relaxing. Um, I realized afterward what happened was when I relaxed, the resistance uh-huh. went away. And then, when the resistance went away, then at some point the pain went away. Right. Very nice. My name is Sylvie. Um, So the first question, I was feeling I had pain in my body. So as I was relaxing, um, I could get a sense of allowance. So first I I noticed the pain, but I wasn't contracting around the pain. So that kind of helped me be more allowing um, to pain. Um, the second question got me really flushed and agitated (laughs) Um, and it was how being receptive helps the relaxation so as I was being receptive I had this I guess this voice inside me and I was receptive of pain, and this voice inside me was saying, you know, now you've got to relax. <laughs> um, and I just could not relax. Mm. And I just felt I was feeling even more pain, and, and this kind of image came to me, or not image, but thought that I really don't get that Buddhist saying yes to everything because I'm really in pain right now and 
And it's just kind of like, how is that? I just got more stressed out. I couldn't relax. Like I knew I had to relax, but uh, you know, I could feel the blood in my face, like all flushed. Mm. So the Buddha say, say, you should say yes to everything. Yeah, I, I think then we become schizophrenic because there's so many different, so many different influences coming all the time. Um, but uh, sometimes we say yes to the to the desire to change what's going on. So you know. So if I'm not saying this is your situation, but if you're if someone has back pain, uh, sometimes you you want to say yes to the desire to lay down and alleviate it. Um, so if, if you're saying you know the yes, I mean you have to be you know you have to be, you don't have to be selective to only saying yes to toughing something out. Um, but I think that for me, the primary yes that we're looking for in practice is not kind of yes to something, but to the, the movement of awareness that's, yes, I can be aware of this. So we're not approving something and necessarily letting it continue, but yes, awareness can be receptive to this for a moment, maybe for a little bit. That's the yes. And then we hopefully get, I hope is that in that receptivity, we will become wiser about whether something needs to be done or not. But we're probably not as wise if, we're act, if we act reactively or automatically. So there's a pause or a little bit of space in that, yes, let's be with this for a moment, for a little bit, and then let's see what happens. And then uh, the difficulty of re- you know, making yourself relax, especially under orders, is uh, you know is, is, it can it can be difficult to relax and um, and uh, you know there's I feel tensions parts of my body and I try to relax and it doesn't relax and it's just it's there um, and what I found useful is the idea of softening and I don't know how that translates in your minds in your bodies but for me the idea of softening around it so it doesn't have to relax but I can soften around it and so that you know it, I don't know, I don't know if that softening is mostly an act of imagination or real. <laughs> But it's, it feels nice. <laughs> anyway, just softening, kind of opening up. and Kind of like in the image that I have of that is kind of like settling back with it a little bit. Softening. So I don't know if that is a... So that's what I try to say, relaxing. I try as often as I can remember to, uh, to also say softening. Relax, soften. Because the reason to do that is to give you another option besides relaxing. <laughs> You recently uh, gave me the advice to, I had a very high degree of tension in my back, and I was just fighting this war with it, so you advised me to let it be tense. And I did that, and that was extremely helpful, just to be with just how tense it was. Nice. And so I appreciate that sometimes relaxing and softening, uh, I find myself then caught in this war of repeatedly trying to do that, and it doesn't really help. Yes, good, good, good point. So, yeah, so th- there is this instruction the Buddha gave to relax the tensions in your body when you meditate at some point. You don't do it at all the time, you know. But uh, so as you settle in and get familiar and are present for it, at some point it makes sense to kind of do some relaxation. But if it doesn't work, just don't do it. <laughs> Then, 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 just you know, don't, don't. You know, that's fighting a, you know, it's going an uphill battle if it doesn't work. If it doesn't work, you did, you did your due diligence. You tried a little bit, didn't work, and then it's sometimes a lot more profound to um, give up that agency of trying to be the one who's going to do the relaxing and just be with it. And uh, and generally, our experience, our inner life, our physical life, needs a lot of. A, a, a company, a lot of accompanying, and uh, and if you fix it, you're not accompanying it. When I was um, very relaxed, I could feel every single part of my body. I was really present, you know. Uh-huh. And then I felt that my foot was asleep. 
And I was thinking, oh, should I change the, my posture or should I let it be? But I was so content and relaxed, <laughs> so I just said, oh, forget about the foot. Let it fall asleep, you know. It was like, it was, I was feeling really uh, at ease and contented. Um, and um, for the second question, you know, I kept relaxing my thinking mind. That's how I relax myself, because I have so many thoughts, usually. So I kept relaxing the thinking mind, keep remembering to relax it. So that's how my whole body, you know, felt really good. Nice. Nice. Thank you. And uh, I think it's a a great lesson to learn that there can be some kind of discomfort in the body or in in life. And that... uh, the, the quality of the mind or the heart, the kind of quality of ease or relaxation we have, is not affected by it. So enough so that, like, you didn't want to bother with it. <laughs> um, you know, it's a great lesson that you, you don't, we don't have to be wrapped up and caught in discomfort just because it's there. So maybe what, what, two more here. Yeah, Bonnie. Um, I'm Bonnie. I'm working with some discomfort right now as well, and it's the kind of discomfort that's not going to go away. And what I've noticed is that at first, my first inclination is to say, just relax. <laughs> it's a very kind of judgmental um, way of working with it. but. If I step back and I apply a more kind, kind, I think of it as kind relaxation, more compassionate, self-compassionate, kind relaxation. The, The discomfort doesn't go away, but at least I'm able to function with it more easily. And it's more, like you said, softening, softening around it and not pushing it away. Nice. Wonderful. I appreciate all those. Thank you. <coughs> and um, so uh, let's do another uh, period of walking meditation. And uh, let's do, um, let's come back here at uh, 11.55. So a little teeny bit more than 15 minutes. And then we'll have uh, a, a shorter session so we can have lunch uh, no, no later than 12.30, but maybe it's a little bit earlier. <clears throat>